Sorry, everyone. I'm back. For some are of you, are you sorry that you're back, or are you sorry that you were gone? See, that's what I was about to say. For some people, I'm apologizing that I'm back. For others, I'm apologizing for my absence. And for all people, the apology is insincere. I care nothing for any of you. You are worms <laughs> beneath me. Um, <laughs> hello, listeners. It's the Doug Zone. What a way to start. What an energy to bring. Yeah. You, we start to... the call with me trying and failing to light incense. <laughs> then this, it's yeah, yeah. The I want to be like strange already. I want to be the Morrissey of podcasts. Actually, no, I won't elaborate on what I meant by that. Um, okay. No, I will. Um, let me tell you about my thoughts on immigrants. No, I just want to, you know, I, I want to get a reputation where it's like, yeah, you know, usually he ends up canceling like an hour before the show, but. Man, he's so good that it's worth getting a ticket be- just on the off chance that it's like the one show he decides to attend. That, that's I my end that. goal. Okay, yeah. To be an absentee podcast parent? Yes, yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. what it is. You are all my children, and I don't care for you. Um. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I, hope- I got around to watching the second season of The Bear today. And John ah. Mulaney just appears in it, right? Oh, I have not yet gotten around to watching the second season of The Bear. That's a jarring thing to learn. Oh, it's a jump scare. <laughs> I was not expecting it. And I was kind of like half watching it. And then I look at my screen and I'm like, is that, is that John Mulaney? And then I listen for a second. And yeah. And oh, he just he's not even acts like doing a just voice? like him. Oh, no, hell he, yes. it's like his stand up. But like if it were a character. Okay, that rocks. It's perfect. It's. It's so good. Yeah. Everybody else acting, he's just walking in and he's like, so I'm on the bear. And you're like, well, I guess you are, John Mulaney. Um, yeah. That's very similar to his characters. Very similar to Dasha appearing on Succession. where I knew that she would, but every time she was on screen, I jumped a little bit like, oh, there she is. Yeah. Other than the John Mulaney jump scare, I am enjoying the second season of The Bear. So. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, I'll check it out. It does everything I didn't want it to do, but I'm still okay with it. Okay. Honestly, I think that's a sign of good TV, Mm -hmm. is uh, you somehow are like, well, I forgive you for doing all the things I said I would stop watching if you did. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I will stop watching if there's a love interest in the show. And then there was, and I'm like, well, I'm okay with this. It's like, well, I like this one, so this is okay. This Um, is fine. (laughs) This is okay. Yeah. Yeah, great art is like a bad relationship, which is to say you constantly compromise your boundaries for it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and, um, sorry, what are you drinking? Is that a Coke? I couldn't... Yeah, it's just Coke. Okay. I just saw the giant 100% on it, and it kept throwing me off. It's um, 100% recycled bottle. Well, I would hope there's a little bit of Coke in there, but... Um, that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo, we're back. Um <laughs> So I I I worked a late shift tonight, everybody. So uh, the mat magic may take a second to get going. <laughs> if it late ever night. does, or it ever did, who knows? Um, I got a random check in the mail for seventy five dollars today, and I was like, this doesn't seem like it should be to me. And I like called my dad and I was like, was I supposed to get a check in the mail from Oklahoma? <laughs> and he was like, I don't think so. And then. I found out what it was for, and I was supposed to get it, but for a solid, like, 
two hours, I was pretty convinced that I was going to accidentally commit fraud. Yeah, that's definitely fair. And I think that's the difference between us is um, you get a check and go, this shouldn't go to me. You call someone and follow up. I get a check and go, this should not be here. I think I would immediately cash it. Um, yeah, I did after like, I called my dad. Yeah. Because my dad didn't know either. And I was like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Look, your name's on it. And I'm going to I'm not an expert on finances or law mm-hmm. but i feel like if your name's on the check there's no way they can get you in trouble for it turns cashing out it. it was because they overcharged me when i had an ear infection and went to the urgent care when was that like eight months ago yeah was, okay that's sounds about right um yeah. <laughs> well you know actually i kind of like that i like the idea of repaying someone after they've forgotten that they were overcharged so it's just oh, sort of like yeah. a pleasant surprise i had no idea because one, like I'm not the primary on my health insurance. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a 20 year old college student. I don't know about money. Yeah. Oh no. I just try not to think about it. I had to mm-hmm. talk to my insurance, uh, my auto insurance provider earlier yeah. today. Um, relatively painless call, but oh boy, the number of times they'd like ask me a question and I was like, hang on, let me double check because. The honest answer is, I try so hard not to think about this ever. I Uh, called the eye doctor, and she was like, I don't see your insurance. And I was like, I know I have insurance, and I have been to this eye doctor before. Surely you have my insurance on file. And then she was, like, asking me questions about my dad. So I was playing, like, in between for my dad and this lady on the telephone, where it was like, Dad, I forgot what year you were born and what year were you born? And I'm like, Dad, I need your social security number. And he's like, what? Yeah, I'm I'm lucky because I, yeah, I'm also still skating off. Work, I need your work ID badge number with four <laughs> leading zeros. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm also still skating off of my parents' medical insurance and I intend to as mm-hmm. long as I can. Yep. Uh, but I'm lucky because I've never had to like deal with anything on that front. So mm-hmm. All the uh, like all the auto insurance questions. I'm like, well, I know the answer to this because I set it up. I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, the only one that I know all of it is renter's insurance. I know yeah. all about my renter's insurance, but that's man, that's about it. I'm still thinking about that question. Did I already talk about this when I set what? up my renter's insurance and they asked me if everything you owned was destroyed in a single in a single incident, say a fire, what would the total value be? Oh, yeah, that's a crazy question. Yeah, because I understand what they're getting at. But it really did make me very I like because right after that, I went back down to my apartment because uh, that was the week that I spent back down at the school house. And mm-hmm. um, I, I really was very grim as I walked through the door and just sort of quietly took stock of all of my earthly possessions. Yep. I was like, are we talking about like what I paid for it or like its value now? Yeah. Like, I I have to assess because I was helping Jay with hers, her Squishmallow collection. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. I like that Jay got into like speculative investments in her early twenties. That's that's a good start, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Does she ever yeah. intend to pawn off her Squishmallow collection? I'm sure she doesn't have any intentions to right now. She got rid of a bunch recently or she's getting rid of a bunch currently. Um, she goes to like meets and sells. Oh yeah. Them, I think we've talked about them. This. Um, and then sometimes she'll sell them if it's like a crazy price and she doesn't really care about it. But like 
most of her she's holding on to for sentimental and or she just likes them for reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder if there's anybody who like if there's any like diamond hands people, but for like beanie babies from the nineties, you know, oh, like, no, they're going to the moon. These will be valuable yep. again soon. You yep. just got to not sell them. Hold your shares people. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the one? Is it like the princess Diana beanie baby? Like the purple one that's super oh, valuable that's, still. Yes. Um, the one that never sells, but people have it listed for like $10,000. Yeah. Hang it's on. It's the princess Diana one. Princess die Beanie Baby. Yeah, I typed in Princess D, and then Beanie Baby was one of the first things to come up. Perfect. Yeah, rare, 1997 Mint Princess Diana Beanie Baby. Ooh, well, I can buy it used on Etsy for $22. Wow. And I'll flip it. Do you think anybody flips Beanie Babies? (laughs) Not anymore, but at the time, yes. On. Honestly, this is kind of a cool beanie baby. Like it's a, I like the color on it. Yeah, folks, look up the 1997 Princess Diana beanie baby. Um, oh, hang on, let's take a look at the poem attached to it. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Shall we, everybody? Um, oh yeah. Like an angel, she pad. came from heaven above. She shared her compassion, her pain, her love. <laughs> she only stayed with us. Uh, Sorry, she only stayed with us long enough to teach that uh, the world to share, to give, to reach. Um, okay, well, that is a little weird, I'm going to be honest. Because um, hmm. I know that Beanie Babies have, like, the little poems in them. I had a few Beanie yeah. Babies as a child. It is kind of weird to just write one about Princess Diana, like, in the past tense on this Beanie yeah. Baby. I wish that they did like, that with other historical figures, like the JFK Beanie Baby. Yeah, and it didn't have a head. It was just like a massive. Yeah, <laughs> it was in very poor taste. Yeah. <laughs> what what animal do you think the uh, the JFK Beanie Baby would be? Would it, would it also be a, a bear? I think. I guess all of I their think, themed ones were sort of bears. Yeah. With, I had yeah. a Dallas Stars Beanie Baby bear. Which Ooh, is okay. The Dallas hockey team. Um, it was light blue, and I lost the first one and cried a lot about it. So my parents bought me a second <laughs> one. Hell yes! I feel like. How what is how good is the Dallas hockey team? Pretty good. And oh. at the time they were even better. And my dad would like take me to games and stuff. Okay, that's cool. I was So I'm, it's not like a random I just got attached to a Dallas Star beanie baby. No, I got you. I, hmm, wow, the user reviews on Google for the Princess Die Beanie Baby are uh, quite quite positive. Hmm. Four point nine reviews. Uh, 4.9 stars, sorry, out of 5, for a total of 148 reviews. Let's take a look at this. Five stars, four months ago. I suppose something sitting on the shelf is entertaining. It is a nice little keepsake for the princess who was taken away from us far too early. I like the little poem inside. Well. Oh. All right, if you say so. I... So I am in two classes this semester. It's my last semester, and I only had two classes I had to take, and I wasn't going to take any more than I had to. Yeah. These two classes, one of them is with my favorite professor of all time. All one right. One of them is from the daughter of the Crypt Keeper herself. Oh, yes. The one that cannot die. Yeah. She told us about what happened. She was in a coma for like five days the, oh and woke God. up and continued teaching. 
Yeah, it's she's retired time to retire times and comes back. Okay, it's time to permanently retire. Let me update yes. my statement. That's insane. Yeah, it's very funny because she always refers to she's like my my first husband, the father of my children, and that's how she refers to him every time. And I don't know what to make of that, but I feel like it's important. Yeah, that is kind of ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was talking, and first of all, she went on, like, a whole rant about how we're erasing history and how Fort Hood should stay named Fort Hood because <sighs> it was a four-star general or whatever and all you of know, this shit. You know, I feel like Fort Hood, that's not the only reason it's getting renamed. No! Like, Absolutely not. Because, like, every week there's a new drug-related beheading taking place there. Like, Yes, it's crazy. No, but she was like, and she goes on that tangent, like, so that was our first class. That was Monday. That was her tangent for Monday. She spent about 20 minutes on that, 30 minutes on the syllabus, and that was it. Yeah, what does she actually teach? Just as a quick side uh, note. This is history and systems of psychology. Okay, well, I guess I could see how erasing history would come up. I mean, she's still wrong, but I could see how it would come up. Yeah. Um, you know um, what history and systems you guys are trying to get rid of? Slavery. And so, well, it's yeah. It's crazy because she'll say these things, and then she's like, now write me a paper about the mind-body problem. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> who do you think you – she told me – so she was having us write down, like, notes. And in my notes, it, she was talking about how, like, people used to not think psychology was real and people were just touched by the devil. And then she looked at me and looked at everyone in the room in the eyes, like each one of us, because there's six of us. Yeah. There are only six people in this class. And she goes, I've met somebody who was touched by the devil. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I All said, right. excuse me? And she said, yeah, this girl that read tarot cards, her, she told me her bed levitated. And I was like, well, this girl was I, fucking with you. This girl was absolutely just fucking with you. Yeah, so A, she was absolutely. But also, yeah, that's just sort of a wild thing to drop, you know? Um, it was a wild lore drop. That was Wednesday's class. Was We did it. We did chapter one of our textbook, plus uh, getting touched by the devil, as my professor would put it. Um, so that's been a very informative class. Uh, I've really learned a lot. And then today... She was just talking about the papers we have to write. And it's very funny because she has to talk about philosophy, right? Because yeah. that's part of the history of psychology, a very big part of the history of psychology. Yeah. Um, and she was, like, talking about, like, the different topics we could write our papers on. And she goes, like, now free will and determinism. And then she started talking about Jewish people. Ooh, hang on. Okay, well, yeah. let's... Um... <laughs> And I was I'm, like, I'm oh, nervous. I'm gonna oh, be honest. wow. Okay. And she went on that tangent for a few minutes. Just she's like, so determinism. started with, yeah, deter she was like, You know, there's the possibility that something you do not see is controlling your actions. Unrelated, let's talk about Jews and the stock <laughs> market. Ah, uh, hang on. Let's just Hold pump on. the brakes real quick. Hold on. Real quick. Let's not maybe do that. <laughs> um. So that was, that was really fun. And then... Oh, she said one more thing that was crazy, but I don't remember what it was. It was another thing about philosophy where she was like, oh, she told me that she almost failed her philosophy class. And her professor flat out told her that she was failing because uh, she was too stuck in her ways as a Southern Baptist. And that she just couldn't learn the material. She should just memorize it. Yeah. And because here's the thing, right? 
the cool thing about philosophy is you don't have to believe any of it. No. Like, because sort of by by their very nature, philosophy classes are going to teach you a lot of things which will oppose each other. So yes. you don't really need to, like, believe everything when they say, what did this philosopher, who notably is not you, say? You don't have to write your opinion. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah. Um, and I really like the idea of going, like, no, as a principled stand, I will just – I refuse to learn what it is that John Stuart Mill had to say about this. You're like, well, all right, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. So Good on you. I am nervous to write my philosophical presumptions paper. <laughs> um, because I don't think she'll like what I have to say. Um, yeah. Especially if I write it anything about involving religion, I don't think she'll enjoy it. So I'm just gonna steer clear of that and just kind of push that one to the side. Yeah. She has some other ones I can write about. Um. So I'll do that, I suppose. But. Yeah, I kind of want to just am... do my first paper on Descartes and then my second paper on the mind-body problem just to oh. make her, like, just overload her <laughs> with too much about pluralism. Oh, shout out to my boy Descartes. He's wrong about literally everything. Oh, but it's yeah. just so fun. Like, <laughs> you're, reading his, you're reading his philosophy and you're like, man, I kind of just got to respect it. Where he's like, well, I've proved the existence of the universe. Now for my next trick. And you're like, well, all right, cool. Nice one. I miss I miss when that was what philosophy was instead of, you know, yeah. responding to like the third bullet point on the uh, like postscript of an academic paper written two years ago. Yep. And you're like, this is my career. I will make or break my entire life as an academic philosopher by proving why this asterisk is wrong. Um. I should just show you the paper that she gave us on philosophical presuppositions. Oh, please I think you do. Would... Yeah, send that my way. Um... <laughs> I think that you'll be baffled by what she's asking us to write. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Am I allowed to read this out on the cast or uh, will I have to wait? Um... Um, okay, so this is the outline, not that. Uh, yes, this Okay, actually, I think most of it she just took from a book, so it shouldn't be that bad. Oh, okay. But I'll, I'll still send it your way. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it over. I'll see if I find anything exciting regardless. It's written very weirdly because she was trying to, like, show us what philosophy is. And, you know, when professors try and do that and they just write things weird? Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's that. Like, yeah, and well, that's the problem, right? Because, yes, most philosophers are, in fact, bad writers, but that doesn't... That's not why they're good philosophers. That's just sort of a side effect of them not being English professors. All right, let's take a look at this. All right, document is downloading. Open when done. Absolutely. Oh, here we go. The first, I I really enjoy, um, yeah, we also have to include the integration of Christian beliefs. I didn't notice that until just now. So that'll now be that's interesting. <laughs> Isn't that a presupposition? Now, isn't yeah. it? Now you can look. You can. Uh, you'll just. You can just let me write the paper, and I'll write about my uh, <laughs> my genuine thoughts on um, demonic possessions. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Presupposition. And I'll turn it into this poor woman. Hilton song. Well, hey, look. I uh last semester, last year, uh, last fall semester, I wrote a paper quite famously. I wrote a research paper on Operation Gladio, in which I basically mm -hmm. heavily implied that the CIA did 9/11. And my professor loved it. So, you know, 
maybe you'll be surprised. Oh, she started with one of the classes by saying, like, what's something that you don't know for sure what happened and you'd like to find out? And I was like, oh, my God. And Jay raised Have her hand. Have you read Program to Kill? Jay okay. raised her hand and I go, oh, my God. And she's like, like an historical event. And she calls on Jay, and Jay goes, the JFK assassination. And I was like, close, but there we go. Good. Look, still good. Still, she's good. right. She's right. She could have gone for gold, but it's okay. She could. Res- there's nothing wrong okay. with getting silver. Exactly. Um, all right, hang on. Sorry, I'm still And scrolling. my professor agreed with her. She was like, I would also like to know what happened during the JFK assassination. I was like, oh, okay. Most of us would. Um, it's, hang on. it's kind of the same vibes as my freshman. Uh, chemistry professor where she'd start every class with a prayer um that would start very like god bless the president and may he like all of that stuff and mm. then it'd move into and please help us all understand each other better and be more lenient with each other's beliefs and i'd be like what are you what are you what are you talking about why did this become a unitarian prayer halfway like, through like and remember um if somebody is torturing you Boil, boiling water burns are less painful than steam burns. And we'd be like, amen. So And that'd true. be the end of her um, prayer. And that's just how she started every class. I like the if somebody's torturing you, where they're like, they walk out and like, we've got boiling I water. I when, actually. I think I, I remember know, this very distinctly, that she's like, when somebody tortures you. Yeah, still, I like the idea that like this implies that like you can choose to get either a boiling yeah. water or a steam burn. And you're like, well, I'll take the boiling water, please. Like, well, all right. Like, How special! Yeah, he ah, he tricked us. He figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> she also was like, "When y'all are making a bomb," and we're like, "When?" Well, hang on. Now that one <laughs> I support. I'm with her on this one. Um, she was crazy. She was ah, uh, God bless her. I love yeah, both. Of these I see what you're saying about this eerie. not being well written. Oh, like the first uh part of the introduction. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm scrolling. Uh, let's see. We discuss presupposition, the phenomenon whereby speakers mark linguistically the information that is presupposed. Oh, God, I hate. Man. No, I like speakers take a lot for granted. That is, they presuppose information. As we wrote this, we presuppose that readers would understand English. But we also presuppose, as we wrote the last sentence, repeated in one, that there was a time when we wrote it. For otherwise, the fronted phrase, as we wrote this, would not have identified an interval. And then the... The little note is, as we wrote this, we presuppose that readers would understand English. Yeah. Did I send you the, uh, like, the 380-word sentence that I wrote as a joke for an assignment last semester? No. That's how this whole paper is reading, where the yeah. whole joke of my 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 big, long sentence, where, as a side, as a side note, I, all, the, all the clauses were taken care of. It was grammatically correct. It was just a nightmare to read. Like, the whole joke was that it was intentionally obfuscating a very simple point uh-huh. and trying to compensate. And that's what seems to be happening here. Uh, yeah. we also suppose I just write my whole paper like that. We also presuppose that the sentence was jointly authored, for otherwise we would not have referred. Period. Well, that's you missed part of your sentence there. <laughs> but also, that's that's a bad example of a presupposition because you had foreknowledge there. That wasn't a presupposition. Yeah. You knew that the sentence was jointly authored because you were writing it. Yeah, I don't think she knows what a presupposition is, actually. Now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, she was like, those are the things that you know before you take in information. Like, the things that you think are, oh, this was the other thing she said. I remember now. She was like, these are the things that are, like, the granteds in life. 
That's like, not what a presupposition no, is. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's what she thinks it is. So that's how it's I'm going to write my paper because I am writing it for her to grade and I would like to graduate. Yeah. Um, but she was like, like, I saw this this man outside of a gas station, outside of a cigarette store. That's what she said. I saw this man outside of a cigarette store. And I'm like, a cigarette store? And you that mean man's like a smoke name? shop or a gas station? That man's name? Matt K. Ultra. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> He did have long hair. Um, she told us he had long hair and he was wearing a skirt and a T-shirt that could be worn by any gender. Okay, well, hang on. Let's uh, <laughs> let's dial this back. Maybe it wasn't me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that was – she was like, so my presupposition was that it was a man. And then I – my uh, – what's, what's the other word? I can't think of it right now. That's not what a presupposition. No, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting. Um, I'm you're getting angry. very angry at my professor, are you? Yeah, I'm. Oh, is, man, I'm so glad I don't do philosophy anymore because I don't really have to care about this. But oh boy. Yeah, it's rough. I'm also getting mad at some of the grammatical choice and the grammatical and stylistic choices of this section because I am an English major, and so this is still making like you know, the comma outside of the quotation marks. Don't do that. You, you don't have to do that. Wrong. You don't have to do that. Bye-bye. Um, I can't wait to go to, because I think she makes us go to the writing center, which I have avoided all of my time I, in college. I have avoided going to the writing center because I don't want to. Yeah, they don't want be, me there, and I don't want to be there. I'm going to be working at my school's writing center this semester. Hmm, so exciting. listeners who go to school with me, bring your papers to me. I'll fix them right on up. Um <laughs> As long but, as you don't misuse the word presupposition, because if you do that, I'll just write at the bottom, this is Matt from the Writing Center, fail this fool. Um, <laughs> give them I'm a zero. I'm my paper about presuppositions. Just I mean, to... unironically, please do. <laughs> Listeners, send me your papers. I love reading my peers' papers. Generally, they're pretty interesting. And when they aren't, I just pretend that I enjoy reading them. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend who was writing a paper who just didn't understand how to use commas. She kind of just like sprinkled them in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those before. I've se I've seen that that trick it's before. It's not even the common like when you speak and you take a pause there, you put a comma there, which is like the the normal like rule of thumb that people yeah. say. Um, which gets you like most of the way there. Yeah. If that's all you're doing, you've got a solid start. Because yeah. at least it's like intuitive to read. Yes. This was not at all. I was like, did you just put did you go back through and add commas at the end? And she was like, yes. Well, you <laughs> like, shouldn't do that. Oh, my uh, God. It is genuinely kind of crazy to me how many people really struggle to just write as like write in the same way that they talk, you know, like. And I know that this is because reading and writing are like my two. They are my only two strengths. So having a naturalistic writing style is never something that I've had to like think about. But it is very weird, like, because I have some friends and like classmates who I know who are like very well spoken, very smart people. But the second that they sit down to write, it all goes out the window. You're like, no, well, just like, just record yourself. Write down what you say. Like, trained out of me because of like AP courses in high school. Oh yeah. So that that part of me is is back there. That part of me died junior year of high school. Yeah, well, to be clear, yeah, there should be some editing as well. Like, it shouldn't just be what you would say. Oh, but like, it shouldn't just be stream of conscious, but... Yeah, but there's, like, there are people who I know who, like, it, like, doesn't even feel 
human human yeah where you're like this feels like chat gpt wrote it but i watched yeah. you sit down and type it i know this was generated so by your confused. brain and we've also had many conversations i don't know how this happened just have a conversation with your audience you know that thing that they tell you to do in like sixth grade but yeah well. that's that would be ideal unfortunately i'm in a science major technically yeah. Exactly. And and so not you're not allowed to, allowed to. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I'm have, not allowed to have style. Yeah. Oh no, they hate. I'm allowed to in my abstract. I can do style yeah. in my abstract. I can make it as fun as I want to. It'll yeah. be a fun read. My abstract, my introduction, fun reads. Oh, After that, can't promise anything. Yeah. Stem writing for me, a quirked up white boy with a little bit of swagger, it would be just terrible for me. Can you can you imagine? Um, <laughs> Me trying to, I mean, actually, genuinely, can you imagine me trying to write a STEM paper? I don't remember That'd if I so sent funny. you any of my writing before, but oh boy, it's uh, not very... I, I think I can imagine it, and it's not as a STEM paper would be written. Yeah, I have a tendency to add parenthetical notes to sentences that one professor referred to as a compulsion. Um, and he wasn't <laughs> wrong. There's there's a lot of them. Um, I'm also a big fan of semicolons. I love a good semicolon. Oh, semicolons are good. If I, I can use find them a way to sneak them in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to, that's the thing. You really do need to sneak them into a stem paper. Um, oh, you do. Here, hang on. I'm just in another paper, in another tab. I'm going to pull up one of my papers, and we'll just read a random sentence so we can, and I want you to just rate it by how I would do that with mine, but all of mine would be like, in this experiment, we took 42 participants and divided them into two equal groups by random selection. Yeah, It'd be oh, the most yeah. boring shit on planet Earth. Sorry, my school email account is trying to get me to set up two-factor authentication, which I will never do, as a side note. One factor for school. One factor. If you know my password, you've got my school documents. Because, frankly, what are you going to do with my intro to literary studies papers? Like... I don't even keep my papers on my school email because all of that stuff gets deleted whenever you graduate. Yeah, I just keep them. I just have like a Google Docs account. Um, yeah. And I'll. Yeah, before I graduate, I'll probably go through and find like, you know, the two papers that I'm still proud of and like yeah. move those out. Mm -hmm. A good deal of these are pretty. Pretty. Uh, rushed jobs, frankly. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's take a look at this one. Ah, this is one where I wrote about AI. Let's see what we got here. We'll find a random sentence. Um, oh, this will be a fun one. This was like the very beginning. So it was literally like this was the very beginning of like a college writing class. So it was literally like you're supposed to like summarize an article and then respond to it. Right. So fairly simple. Let's see what we got here. Um, okay, that was a lame joke. Hang on, let me scroll. I'm trying to. You put you put little jokes in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Let's see. Uh, actually, you know what? We will read that one because I was writing about. Hang on, wait. Let me remember what my point was here. We're going to start at the beginning of the paragraph. No, holy shit. This is a long paragraph. No, we're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Who knew Matt was long winded? Yeah. I, what a surprise. <laughs> this. Uh, high risk of automation employment in, in, in the U.S. is I guess that's I could probably clean that up a little bit. Um, oh. No, I didn't write that sentence. That's why it's so sloppily written. That was me quoting someone else. Idiot. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, here we go. Yeah, so I was writing about, someone was talking about the fact that employment in 
other fields because they're trying to explain why it is that AI and automation shouldn't be worrying, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they wrote it for the conversation. Here it is. So they this was their quote. They said, routine jobs will indeed dwindle as machines replace workers, but other jobs are likely to flourish. One occupation that stands out is personal care. Classified by the study as a, at a as at a high risk of automation, employment in it in the U.S. has nearly doubled since the study was published. Um, so as a side note, like I said, badly written sentence. Uh, let's see. I said, while this initially feels like an intuitive and obvious response to worries that machines are making jobs worse, it has two crucial flaws. First is, interestingly enough, il- illustrated wonderfully by their neat and tidy counterexample. The personal care industry is thriving. The implication here is clear. I also like colons. Uh, <laughs> uh, when the market closes a store, it opens a window, so to speak. Uh and then nice. the, the lame joke I made I later used on. to get in trouble for adding, like, turns of phrases in my papers. Oh, yeah. No, I used to as well. And I think I just powered through enough that I reached the level of college writing where they're like, well, at least it's on purpose, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, look, you can break these sorts of rules if you understand why you're breaking them and you know that you are. What if I just um, don't care? Yeah, what if I'm see, just breaking them because I can? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> breaking the rules to be a rebel. Um, I'm breaking MLA guidelines to be a rebel, not because I only know how to write an APA. Yeah, oh, of course. I Look, APA style is arguably the most rebellious of the academic writing styles. Oh, it's um, crazy. Aside from maybe Chicago style, which is just a lawless wasteland. Um, I have both the MLA handbook from my time as an English major and the APA handbook from my time as a STEM major. And wow. MLA, my favorite was my professor was trying to defend APA and they were like, see, we don't have to label our introduction paragraph. We assume that the first paragraph people know is an introduction, which I think is a hilarious way to defend APA. Yeah, which I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's I've said before, I think APA style exists to make people like me remember that we shouldn't complain about MLA because, yeah, MLA is annoying. Good Lord, APA is insane. How many headings can you put in a paper? Let's find out. The answer is always more than you think. Uh, uh, at three levels of headings, yeah. actually. So It's like Inception, uh, but mm-hmm. for a paper. For a paper and, about an experiment where you held up different colored cards and people told you what color they were. <laughs> That's... That's what an experimental psychology class is like. APA, you have to do title pages in APA too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Color cards, an experiment. See, you can't even do like quirky titles. Can, wait, can you guys get away with quirky titles in APA? I don't know. Um, so you you can, but for most of mine, uh, for this specific class, she just gave us what title she expected us to use mm. and had us like fill in the blank with whatever person it's about. Well, so right, one of mine enough. is literally titled Philosophical Presuppositions, and the other one is like Literary Review on Topic of Blank, basically. So, All right. nothing Here. fun. That's fine. I'm not anyway, allowed the, to have fun. Yeah, the, uh, the, lame, the lame joke that I included in my paper was, uh, I also, as a side note, this was like page five. So I was beginning to get a bit irritated with the article I was responding to by this point because it was just going like, no, AI is fine. You shouldn't worry about it at all. Um, And this was like the semester before ChatGPT really took off. So I, the world's most obvious prophet of doom, was going, actually, Mm -hmm. I think we probably should. This may cause some problems soon. Um, (laughs) 
what was it I said? Oh, yeah. More generally, however, there is an issue with this line of argumentation. It kicks the can down the road. And then my parenthetical note, this is what I was looking for. I was trying to find a parenthetical note was until, of course, this argument is replaced by a can kicking down the road machine, which can kick twice as many cans in half the time. Uh, but it doesn't address the actual issues at the heart of the matter. <laughs> and then I just sort of continue. I love that um, you wrote that in an academic paper. Oh, yeah. I this is all of my papers are like this, much like my conversation style, for better or for worse. There's no off switch. I have the one style, which I'm fairly good at. But oh, boy, if you want anything other than that. Buckle up because you're not getting it. Um, <laughs> I might consult you on my philosophical paper. Please do. Yeah, go like, Matt, can you add a couple stingers to this one? Um, <laughs> really make her feel stupid for reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I also, I include stupid jokes. Every now and then I include a smart joke. Sometimes I put in a big word. Many sentences have complex clauses, you know? So there's a little something in there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, APA, they don't care about how you write as long as you write boring. Yeah. It's like the opposite of MLA, where they don't really care how you write as long as you write not too boring. Not not as boring. Yeah. Like, it's look crazy at this that, paper. like, other people have adopted APA that aren't psychology people. It's yeah. like, why would you? You Willingly. had, <laughs> like, the options. You were free. In front of you. Yeah. You are not bound by the constraints of APA like us. Like those of us in the APA. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Who are the, what are the other fields that use APA? Is it like other like scientific fields, I imagine? Yeah, I think like poli-sci criminology, anything that's like tangentially related. Yeah, the things that are technically science, but not really. Um, mm -hmm. Looking to yeah, the father of all sciences. fields like that. Yeah, right. That's what they're called. Um <laughs> with the most insanely condescending description I'm like yeah you know the sciences that aren't real like, yeah soft sciences matt i'm like ah that's the term <laughs> that's what do you call one. the fake sciences for idiots um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call the one that stupid people study yeah, oh, and yeah. Notably, the only sciences that i understand all the soft sciences like <laughs> you sit me down to read a physics paper and i'm like i've shot myself in the head by the end of the first sentence yeah. Not just because it's badly written, but also because of that as well. But I can't understand it either way. Even if it was well written, I wouldn't. It would, it'd go right over my head. I don't think I could do physics anymore. I could at one point in my life. I cannot anymore. See, I never could. Um, I am after I'm gonna be... the AP exam for my uh, calculus-based physics course that I chose as an elective. I was so brain dead, <laughs> I forgot how to turn on my car. Yeah, yeah, it feels about right. I'm going to be taking a bio class this semester, and that's basically oh. the only hard science that I'm, like, decent at. Mm -hmm. um, I always liked biology. Yeah. You always get along fine with that one, you know? I wonder if you'll get the fun, are you going to teach evolution in this class comment from someone in the class? <laughs> that's my favorite. No, the nice thing about my school is, while it is technically religious, it's fairly normal. I don't think I've met a, anybody who is nervous about the prospect of evolution being taught. Admittedly, I haven't gone to any bio classes yet, so... Yeah. Who knows? But um, this was, maybe the I'll ask guy that. that said that was, <laughs> please do. Will evolution be being taught? Yes. Yeah. Good. I just stand up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, that was an audit. And now that I, now that you've all passed, uh, goodbye. <laughs> I believe my professor's response was, well, yes, it's on the MCAT. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baller response. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, I just, I just had an image in my head of him. 
you know the uh the end of um dead poet society where they're all standing up on their desks mm-hmm. i was just imagining that he's getting kicked out of the school for teaching evolution they're like oh captain my captain and he turns around and they're standing on the desks but like one of them's a little bit hunched over and then one next <laughs> after is like standing up a little straighter <laughs> we should probably talk um, about this video huh oh shit right <laughs> I <forgot about> we're <laughs> having such a Having a so jolly much fun time talking about discussing, academia. Discussing academic papers in our respective writing styles. We forgot all about the Blair Witch Hangover Part 2. Which was a nostalgia critic video, but interspersed within it are little, like, vignettes of what's going on with Rebecca. Yeah. So, very weird. All of it. I just, first, everybody, I wanted to, I wanted to say a couple things about Part 1. Which is to say, first, I wanted to repeat the message that I sent you when I learned I wouldn't be able to record last week, which is the worst thing about this is knowing I watched an episode of Demo Reel for nothing. Um, But I wanted to note there was one joke in it that I enjoyed that I thought was pretty, pretty decent. And then, unfortunately, that became the only joke that Doug told for the entire episode, and I decided that I didn't like it anymore. Which, Which one is that? Uh, so, you know, as we know, Doug's lost in the woods and in this part mm-hmm. of the episode as well, just gets increasingly like nostalgia criticy, becomes him just sort of like screaming and running around, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But at the very beginning, when he's like lost and trying to find his way, he like picks up something and is reading it. Cause he's like, oh, good. A sign of civilization. Army of Northern Virginia, Confederate States of America. Yes. I don't think that's a good sign. And it cuts off before he can finish talking. And the joke's delivery combined with the, the nice cut there at the end. Gave me a chuckle. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it felt weird, though. Oh, and that's part it of why I liked it. From Doug, it felt strange. Yeah, it was, maybe I mean, Ethan it was, talked about it a little bit, but you couldn't hear Ethan, so. I couldn't hear Ethan, and I haven't listened to the episode. Uh, but <laughs> We talked um, about that joke. We talked about it in terms of, wow, that felt weird. Also, where is he that he would, like, we know where he's filming this, and it's not in a... Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what that wasn't the Confederacy, right? That's sort of what I enjoyed about it was just how like it was just an unabashedly weird joke. Like there is no reason for Doug to be somewhere where the Confederate States of America were marching around, leaving tokens of their presence. Um, And I kind of just appreciated that, the complete surrealism of it. Um, And then, like I said, unfortunately, all the rest of the episode is just him wandering around in the forest freaking out. And I went, oh, well, never mind. This isn't. And that's what that's what this episode is, too. Yeah, it just he's still wandering around freaking out. Um, Was it this episode or the episode before where um, Tacoma and Rebecca Rachel slash Rebecca um, (laughs) have the discussion where she's like, I'm not just a dumb girl. Oh, the discussion where he calls her ugly for, like, five minutes? Yeah, so A, they call her ugly. That's the last one. Yeah, so that's the other thing I wanted to say, then, is I just love that Doug, after writing her to be vapid and shallow for five episodes, has her go, like, kind of weird that you all think I'm vapid and shallow just because I'm a woman. It's like, no, we think that you're vapid and shallow because that's the poorly written character that you are. Yeah, but she goes, like, y'all think I'm vapid and shallow, and then Tacoma's like, you're right, you're a little homely. It's yeah. essentially the joke. And it's like, what? What were you yeah, trying exactly. to do so, like, here? Everything about the joke is so weird. Because, like, I do think that genuinely Doug was trying to, like, call the audience out. Um, which, again, only works if you weren't writing a character to be vapid and shallow from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it is also weird that your response to that is basically like, well, the actress I got to play her is a bit of an uggo, don't you think? It's like, well. <laughs> so crazy. Well, 
She's right. not. She needs a doctor. Yeah, she's not. She's a fine-looking woman. Yeah, it's just a mean joke that doesn't even really work. <laughs> it doesn't Like, it'd be a mean joke if she was, like, an ugly character actress type of woman. But, like... But she's also not. Yeah. I also liked uh, her description of Meryl Streep, where she's like, the roles that Meryl Streep gets are, like, harpies and milfs. And it's like, well, do you know what milf stands for, Doug? Because it's not unattractive woman. This Quite is, like, the earliest... I've seen in media talk about MILFs as well. I was yeah. like, you were on this early. You were on the MILF train early. Well, I can't say I'm surprised by that one. Um, but Neither can I. Yeah. This pervert was on the early end of this train. Um, <laughs> when this did... pervert knew stuff about sex before the rest of us. Yeah, let's see when the term MILF first entered common usage. Um, okay, opening incognito tab to type MILF in, but not for the reason you all may think. Um So, yeah. Can you look what? at, like, the Google Trends? Just, that was a poorly written question. Let's see. Smilf is based on... What does Smilf mean? I don't like that. I don't like uh, that at all. Hmm, apparently, the term MILF traces back to the early 1990s, but was popularized by the 1999 comedy American Pie. Hmm. Oh, the S stands for soccer, <laughs> which is dark. Oh. Um, oh, Wow. Man, this is from an, this isn't like, this is like a bootleg version of Urban Dictionary is what it looks like, but the entry was written in 2019, which is really funny. Um, Yeah. It also stars as the name of a TV comedy starring Frankie Shaw and Rosie O'Donnell, which is a great sign. Uh, All right, sorry, anyway, returning to the original point. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so he's wandering around, there's... Yeah, it's really just more of the same. Like, the, the, both of these episodes... This didn't need to exist. The second part didn't need to exist. The second part didn't need to exist, especially considering the fact that, again, we're not really, like, told anything. Because, like, it... Part one starts, right, with them going, like, Donnie, we're so sorry. We didn't know. And then... We still don't know what it is that they didn't know by the end of it, right? Like... They... Yeah. Like, they've they begun do... alluding to it. They do more of the, do we think that demo reel is a good thing or is it bad? Yeah. And I mean, Which good I'm news and bad news. I'm tired of that point. Yeah. It's a tired point. And again, good news and bad news. You don't have to have this discussion anymore. That's the good news. The bad news yeah. is it's it's bad. Yeah. You it can is bad. stop doing it now. Yep. Um, we all got it. Yeah. As we said, every episode of demo reel after the pilot is about the fact that people hate them making demo reel, which I <laughs> kind of have to respect. I do too. Tacoma's just like, I bit. just get to, he's like, I get to put my art out on the internet. Oh, even yeah. People don't no. like it. <laughs> like, he was like, he was like, I put my heart and soul into writing this and he just shits on it. And I was like, <laughs> when in reality, it's kind of the opposite. Doug is just like giving them shit and they're trying to put their hearts and souls into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put my shit into this and you give it heart and soul. <laughs> <laughs> How disgusting. Um, I still also don't really know what the idea is. Like, I don't know why they introduced, like, the other character, like, the mob guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's just for the joke about him killing people. Yeah, which is strange, especially since the really tired joke about two of the recurring characters in the show is that they've killed people before. Yeah. I feel like it would be easy to have the drunken Irishman who is already in the scene be the guy who talks about killing people. But, you know. 
What do add I add? Another one, sure. As they always say, the the key to comedy is making it as complex and have adding as many moving parts as you possibly can. Yes. No. No good joke has ever been simple. Name one. Name one. I'll you wait. Can't. That's right, idiots. Um, because I can name several, but I knew you couldn't. <laughs> you fools. Um. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this today. Um, I like the idea of telling somebody, oh, yeah, you know that? Name one. And then they name one, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know that. Like, I oh, guess. wow, really? Cool. I, <laughs> I believe you. Um, you're a fan <laughs> of Metallica? Name five songs. And then they name them, and they're like, yeah, I'll go check those out. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's they sound pretty good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, also, I just wanted to note the... Um, Rob Walker looks scarier than the girl who shows up in, like, the night vision camera oh, yeah. at the end. He's, like, so, like, smooth. He looks like a gray alien, like, in this picture. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to take a screenshot of where I paused. Yes, please. And send it to the Discord. Um, because it's really just upsetting to look at. I don't like it. I feel unsafe. Which is often the case when I'm looking at Rob Walker's face. But I don't like, think I've ever felt safe looking at Rob Walker's face. Yeah, but there have definitely been times where I, like, haven't felt actively threatened by it, you know? That is true. It's like looking at a picture of a pit viper, where I understand that it's dangerous, but I'm not afraid of it, because it's just a picture. But, like, this picture fills me with revulsion and fear. Yeah. Uh, All right, just paste. Sending this to the Doug zone. Uh, Wow. It's it's really upsetting. (laughs) Why does he look like a horse girl? Exactly. It's like everything. It looks like there's, like, a Snapchat filter on underneath the, like, the... The night vision filter. I don't know what's happening. Why did you use Facetune? He's in the Uncanny Valley. It's so upsetting to look at. This feels AI generated. I know. Like this is the last thing you see before you die. It's like the (laughs) the the ever dream this man poster, where it's like if this man's face has appeared in your dreams, contact. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I want that, but with this picture of Rob Walker. Um, every night, all over the world, thousands of people dream this man's face. <laughs> um, oh, no. Anyway. Um, I don't have that much to say about this episode, to be completely honest. Yeah, it was a, it's a pretty, pretty dull episode. But I did, uh, about halfway through, remember the big, like, twist reveal about why Donnie hates movies. Um, oh, yes. From my last watch through. So I'm excited because okay. I think that next I think the next episode is like the really infamous one in which his backstory is revealed. So oh, I'm so excited. I yeah. was really upset that his hallucinated yellow monkey was named Periwinkle. Yeah, that was a strange bit. That's the thing that, about that's like, a different color, Doug. Yeah, and that's the thing about like the the sort of like surrealist humor that he was trying to do here is I think it works when you're like it when it's weird in a very specific way. Like for instance, the the Confederate States of America, like the Northern Virginia Army being marching around wherever it is that Donnie's hanging out, presumably, you know, where Doug lives in Chicago. That was funny to me just because of like the weird specificity. But if you're not careful, it does very quickly become like a random equals funny like well, it's a yellow monkey, but it's not yellow. It's that's not its name. It's Periwinkle, you see? And, well, is that monkey yellow? No, it's Periwinkle. <laughs> That's funny. He he asked who's on first, and they said yes, because the guy on first base is named who. Wait, um, wait, wait. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What's on second? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the idea of that. Like, they completely replicate that sketch, but it's just that they're all very condescending to the guy who's confused. Like, they- <laughs> no. Moron. Oh my god. <laughs> How many times? Who is on first? fucking first? Got that? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anyway, I hate Doug, and I'm glad that I can discuss him once more. Because yes. watching Demo Reel, the only thing worse than watching Demo Reel and talking about it is watching Demo Reel and not talking about it. It's true. I considered going to therapy for one for one session just so I could talk about Demoriel. Purge this from my system, this evil that had taken root within me. That would be yeah. what do you think a therapist would do? If I were to if book a therapy like, I have to talk about Doug Walker. Yeah. And I like refuse to talk about myself ever. Just walk in for an How does hour that straight. To you? It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't. That's not the point. Let me finish, please. Um I, <laughs> Hey, hey, that's billable hours. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, because I feel like, you know, there's that fact. But also, ethically, I feel like you would be, you're sort of, eventually, you'd have to be obliged to say something about the fact where it's like, well, can we talk about something other than Doug Walker? Or can you maybe find someone oh, yeah, you aren't there paying? Oh, yeah, there would be, like, like, hey, can we talk about something else? But I don't yeah. think that they'd cut you off before the hour was <laughs> up. I'm going to be honest. You know, and I kind of have to respect that. I'm just really what I'm trying to figure out is how many sessions of doing this I would get before they like stopped allowing me into the office. You know, I have like, no idea. And that's the cool thing about therapy. You should practice. go to one of the ones that like, you know, people are like student. Yeah. Like, one of the student ones. So that way you can like talk about Doug Walker to a person who's being graded on it. Yeah. To this poor student who's like very nervous and like, oh, I'm not supposed to like it. But I have to. I have to say something about this, right? Because then that like, also means two people are listening to you talk about Doug Walker, <laughs> the student and the teacher. Just spreading the virus as far as <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, or, like, just talking, like, plugging my podcast, but pretending that it's a therapy thing. I'm like, I've just had all this pressure in my life. So I do this comedy podcast, and, like, the, I bill it all as an explanation or, like, a setup to why this knows pressure. I do a podcast. I don't believe she knows what the name of it is, and I would like to keep it that way. Just accidentally let slip that you record a podcast called Historica Esoterica. And yeah. then see if, and then you've planted a trap, because if she listens and gets confused, well, she shouldn't have done that. And now... I bet you can probably have her disbarred. Wait, that's that's lawyers. What's the term for getting a therapist kicked out? <laughs> you just get your license revoked. No, that's. I'm gonna say that she has been disbarred. She can no oh, longer boy. practice law or therapy. <laughs> One of those is a bit more devastating because it is a change from the status quo. Um, <laughs> you have been disbarred, sir. I was never barred. Well. That's just how good we are. Uh, <laughs> That's how fucked you are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the, yeah, you know how universities, they give, like, honorary degrees to famous people? I don't think they have an, a university or a university that, like, gives you an honorary expulsion. Where they're That'd like, oh, so you failed our court. You never attended Columbia Law, and you never will. You're not welcome <laughs> here. Like, You get publicly, like, blacklisted? Yeah. yeah what, I, you expelled me. I didn't go. Like, yeah, we know. What are you going to do about it? Now you can't. 
You, like, walk across the stage and receive, like, a letter that says it. <laughs> you walk across the stage, they give you a diploma so that you can hand it back in. Um, <laughs> First part of the stage, you shake their hand, take the diploma. At the end of the stage, you shake his hand, give him back the diploma. And then he slaps you across the face and sends you on your way. <laughs> yes. See, these are the sorts of, if I, I ran a university. That graduation. That would yeah, be the best part of graduation. Oh, yeah. Getting your, getting your, univer- your, uh degree revoked yeah absolutely because then you can party like you got nothing to lose because you now have nothing to lose yep bummer that it took you four years and a lot of money to get that nothing but but that's a lot of nothing that's what happened um listeners thank you for joining us next week we'll be discussing i think the infamous episode of demo reel blue patches i don't remember everything about this twist but what i remember is a doozy so uh i think it'll be an exciting one we only have a couple more oh yeah we're getting there everybody and then maybe we'll return to the maybe we'll return to the nostalgia critic maybe we'll just keep talking about other channel awesome projects because it has been fun like looking at new things yeah yeah to escape ah sorry let me just shout i um accidentally clicked on a video and Doug started playing full volume in my ears. And <laughs> that was for someone who has spent now two years of my life watching at least one Doug video oh, every God. week. Oh, it was really his voice really doesn't stop hitting you like a truck when you aren't expecting it. Nope. Um, I want him to show up like John Mulaney did in the bear. Ooh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We need we need to figure out a way to get Doug onto some prestige TV show. Yeah. Like or just, like, feel, a weird one. Like, I want Doug on, like, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Ooh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want Doug on a Marvel show, actually. That's what I want. Um, Doug on She-Hulk. Doug on she Yeah, I thought that it was a little bit gratuitous, that cameo where he and She-Hulk showed up <laughs> and they twerked. But, you know. I think you have a nostalgia critic. Uh, the nostalgia critic shows up on an episode of She-Hulk, and it's the same as, like, all the right-wing freaks that were, like, losing their minds over it. But it's just the two of us. We've just made thousands of accounts to send death threats to the writers of the show. Um, How could you do this? Yeah. And just like with the rest of She-Hulk, everybody else is going, it doesn't matter. The show wasn't good. Why do you care? You, you don't do understand. You care so much? <laughs> We're losing our culture. Of Bridgerton in like full <laughs> costume. <laughs> Posting a picture of Steve Rogers and a picture of Doug. And I'm like, we used to be a real country. Um, look at what I our heroes used to be. I wish that there were more pictures of Doug in costumes. Just, uh, there, yeah. I don't think there are enough. I've seen yeah. him in a lot of costumes, but I need like well done ones. Yeah, I'm gonna make like a fascist vaporwave style post where it's just the one of him dressed as Mario, and I'm like, remember what they took from you? <laughs> <laughs> Men used to build things in this country. Uh, but um, anyway, we're getting a little sidetracked here. A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, listeners, thank you for joining in. If anybody wants to make the ironic fascist vaporwave Doug edits, I won't give you any credit, and I probably won't even retweet them from the Doug Zone's Twitter account because I'm never on Twitter anymore. But I'll retweet them. Yeah, send them our way, either way, and I'll I'll know that they've been made, and I will quietly smile. Tomorrow's my last day at the grocery store for about another year, so oh. I'm riding high. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll see you next week, and uh, we no longer have an outro.